Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Trade alert. I'm Johnny Venerable. Bo Brock, <laughs> Damian Anderson. Gentlemen, just what? 16 hours removed from the Arizona Cardinals defeat the hands of the Baltimore Ravens last night. We have breaking news, a trade, but it's not in the secondary. It's not a cornerback, Bo Brock. It's a new offensive lineman in route to the desert. Yeah, adding some depth. And it's just like Sean McVay, if you were had any association with Sean McVay back in the day, it seems like you got a head coaching job. That's how they build the Arizona Cardinals roster. Did you know Kyler Murray? If you did, we're willing to give up Come picks to now. get you on the yeah, let's get you over here. Jump on the train. This thing's leaving the station. BA, I you know, I don't mind this pick. It, Cody Ford coming over for a fifth round pick. A guy that was hyped out of uh, college at Oklahoma, played very well at the tackle position, went to Buffalo and, you know, didn't wasn't very successful, but I think it adds depth to this offensive line. Yeah, Bo, position versatility and depth, right? I mean, we know we have some question marks on the offensive line. Are these injuries serious? But I think the familiarity, Kyler can do no wrong. He calls plays, he goes two for three, and he's literally rebuilding that. What was it, Johnny? 2018 Oklahoma football yes. team. Get you the know, depth the out. So, I mean, you give them a head coaching check mark, give them a rookie of the year check mark. Hopefully, it's, you know, playoff MVP, Super Bowl. Yeah, that ring me. Exactly. But he's also a gym. I mean, the dude can do it all. Yeah, we love Kyler Murray's ability to recruit. He wanted CeeDee Lamb. He wanted Kareem Humphrey. He gets Hollywood Brown and Cody Ford. I'm not going to say that's the great value version of those two players. But at the end of the day, they come to Arizona on a significantly less uh, value than they were drafted. Once upon a time, Cody Ford was in discussion, gentlemen, for the 33rd overall pick. I remember that Friday distinctly. They took Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray goes on radio. He's like, we should draft Cody Ford. I remember Steve Keim unprompted brought him up in an interview with Arizona Sports, talking about Nikhil Harry, talking about Cody Ford. Cardinals ended up taking Byron Murphy, and we would agree that's worked out to this point. Still wonder, you know, are they going to pick up his – you know, he doesn't have a fifth year option. Are they going to extend him? Cody Ford, to me, best case scenario for this team. You get a look at him this year. Justin Pugh's been hurt up and down his career. Will Hernandez, new system. He might play, he might not. But for a fifth round pick, for a guy once upon a time that we thought would be the anchor in Buffalo that looked good as a rookie, and the Cardinals are going to get an additional fifth round pick, supplemental pick for Chandler Jones leaving. I like this move. The Cardinals were too thin on the offensive line. Late into last year, they got exposed by the Colts D-line, by the Lions D-line. Guys got hurt. Cody Ford can come in here, even if he is the sixth lineman for this team and doesn't play it down, but he, you ingratiate him into his culture like we always talk about. He makes Kyler Murray comfortable. He could be your, your third or fourth tackle. You could put him outside on run-heavy downs. You need depth on this team to survive 17 games. And Bo Brock, what we saw last year with this team, they started off lightning hot, and then at the end of the year, everything fell apart because they fell apart physically and most importantly, up front on the line of scrimmage. Guys, some young more, real quick, Bo, does it say more about the Hernandez? I think Alawan, uh five in the chat um, just said, hey, does it speak more to the Will Hernandez injury than we thought? And to me, I don't really listen to what people say. I listen. I watch what they do. And to me, adding the addition, yeah, it shares that familiarity with Kyler Murray, but at the same time, Guys, I think that you would agree throughout the, the preseason, the offensive line has been solid, right? It, it's not a situation where we've been like, oh, damn, these guys aren't doing their job. Quarterback is getting hit every, 
you know, play. There was a couple of situations last last night where we saw McSorley, you know, running or get hit, on, you know, on a late hit. But it wasn't – he's an athletic quarterback. We expect him to get out the pocket and make plays. But I'd say through the information that we've seen, you know, games that we've watched, to me it wasn't a pressing issue. I think the more so the pressing issue, Johnny, are those other def- defensive positions, D-line, cornerback. Uh, primarily that the Cardinals would benefit from. But don't get me wrong, it doesn't hurt, but I think it definitely adds depth, position versatility, his ability to play outside and inside. But to me, it's more so I think it goes to that narrative that there may be some more uh, pretty serious injuries on that offensive line. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, if you follow the tea leaves, this is something that the organization over the last week has been, you know, you've seen minor moves. They brought back Greg Long, a guy who played on the offensive line, who played last night and, they, and they've kept some guys around that maybe you didn't anticipate them keeping even this long into the preseason. And, you know, you've got Rodney Hudson dealing with a knee. You had Marquise Hayes. He didn't dress last night because Cliff Kingsbury said he had a minor knee. We don't know how minor that is now. Will Hernandez is banged up. So they're not as healthy. We can certainly say that as they want to be. So they look to Kyler Murray and, and, and that's, that's an interesting wrinkle here. I mean, Steve Kime has said before that, Kyler comes to him all the time, especially in the pre-draft process about some guys that he likes. He has his list. Uh, so Kyler Murray definitely kind of playing the LeBron James role, the Arizona Cardinals, where he's kind of got – he's the player, right? He's the star player, but he's also somebody that likes to, uh, you know, help structure this team and its roster. And he went to Steve Kime and said, hey, I, I know that Cody Ford can play. I know he hasn't, it hasn't been a success in Buffalo. He's probably buried on their depth chart at this point. Let's go get him on the cheap. I know what he's about. I think he can step in and he can play some big snaps for us. You mentioned on the cheap too. He's his second round pick. He's in the fourth year of his deal. Uh, he is a free agent, but he's making next to no money. I would say this signals the eventual release of Justin Murray, who's got a $2.6 million cap hit. The Cardinals can save almost all of that by releasing him. He hasn't been healthy this preseason, Bo Brock. We haven't seen him in any preseason games. Haven't seen him in training camp. I mean, like best case scenario, Bo, He just slides right into Justin Murray's role. I want to believe that that's what's happening. But as you mentioned, Will Hernandez is nicked up. Marquise Hayes. I love Cliff Kingsbury. We can't believe a GD thing that man says. Uh, We don't know if Antoine Wesley's having surgery or if he's fine, right? So I think to go with Damian, this probably means there's some uncertainty around Will Hernandez's availability for week one. We don't know. I would also say Justin Pugh, last year of his NFL career, presumably he has been hurt. In his career, banged up, right? He's an older player. Rodney Hudson's an older player. It's good to just get these young, talented guys in the pipeline. I love what the Cardinals are doing. I trust Sean Coogler especially because he's got to sign off on all this. If you don't think Sean Coogler, who's the assistant head coach, says, I like what I see on film. I can work with Will Hernandez. I can work with Cody Ford. You're out, out of your damn mind if you don't believe that those guys are pro doing this kind of move. When you send the equivalent pick, think about this for a second. For somebody like Cody Ford that you sent for Zach Ertz to take on his salary from Philadelphia, I know it's not apples to oranges, but to me, I think that really does signify they have a bigger role for him in mind. It's let's get a look at him. And who knows, gentlemen, we could fast forward to this time next year and the offensive line could be flankered by two guards that were once upon a time NFL draft darlings. I was infatuated. I loved Will Hernandez. I wanted Cody Ford. They could be the starting guards for this team in 2023. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. No, uh, Johnny, I think it's an, an absolute reality, but I think most importantly, it's how this team performs 
this year, right? And how it does into the second half of the season. Like that's been the issue of this team performing this, the latter half of the season and their ability to stay healthy. Obviously, this these moves, this depth that they added in, in, in terms of Kobe, Kobe, the familiarity with Kyler in Hollywood. Yeah, you know, I saw in the chats, is he going to play harder for them? I think dude's just trying to keep his job at this point, right? Like, That's right. He wants, to, he wants to get them checks and, and play the game. So it shouldn't matter, you know, who the player is. But, you know, it, it's all it's all facts and circumstances. If you look at Buffalo, there aren't many players that are going to crack that team, right? So right. Arizona, you have some players in flux right now, and you have some injuries. Hey, let's get a guy that I know. That, as you mentioned, Johnny, former second round pick, he's not really getting a lot of experience and, and time in Buffalo. Hey, let's make this happen, and it can only help our team right now. Uh, oh, I-, I saw something yeah. earlier today. He, he's had a promising preseason, has he not? That being Cody Ford, yeah, I, I think that he, he's got he's shown promise, you know, in the pre draft process, his years playing for the Sooners, and in at this time of year, now he has to show that he can play. In the regular season. Now he does. It's like Will Hernandez. It's like this is your opportunity to show that you can belong at the NFL level. You know, that buffer's not there anymore. You know, you don't have like, hey, maybe it was the wrong system. You know, maybe Brian Dable hated him in, in the like a new chance can uh, come from playing with some familiar faces like Kyler Murray and in Hollywood Brown. Um, I, we'll see. I mean, now he just has to he has to prove that he belongs out there. We've seen him, like I tweeted out today, I was just kind of looking up more on Cody Ford, and he took on a first-round caliber pass rusher in Jalen Phillips at, when he was at UCLA and absolutely just manhandled the guy. I mean, he showed mm-hmm. quick feet on the edge, and then he also just pile-drived them. It was like WWE-style pile-drive of poor Jalen Phillips who ended up going to Miami and showing out and becoming a first-round pick. But, you know, you got to like what you see. I mean – it, 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 there's a chance for him to turn things around. And if anybody's going to do it, you know, you got to have some confidence that Sean Cooler can be the guy. Can I just one thing kind of taken off the chat? And I've seen this taken off on social media right now. We need to stop the AG Turrell thing. Atlanta is not going to entertain any conversations about trading a player as talented as AJ Turrell. It does not happen. They are in not the e- not even for Andy Isabella having an explosive <laughs> right. I'm just throwing it out Especially there. not for Andy yeah. Isabella. I mean, it is just there. I mean, there's some guys that you can probably able untouchable, and I know they're in a rebuild, but when you hit on a player the caliber of AJ Terrell, like they did, and you can say, Hey, we've got moving forward in our rebuild, we've got a lockdown guy like that. They're like not, the Cardinals trading Patrick Peterson at the beginning of their rebuild yeah, in it's what, just, 20, it ain't happening. 2011? It's not good, happening. Good teams want to keep their good players, contrary to popular belief and whatever the Chicago right. Bears are doing. Uh, and we're going to get to the cornerback situation and whether or not the Will Hernandez trade makes it less likely that the Cardinals are going to trade for a corner. I don't. I still think very much that's in play. But Diego Perez says something in the chat that I think we need to emphasize. We all wanted O-line help, dating back to last year. And I think I put out some stupid tweet this morning that was like, Cardinals have more O-line depth than they've ever had. Isn't <laughs> it great? And then they go and they trade a fifth-round pick for, for somebody else. At the end of the day, gentlemen, this is somebody that I firmly believe the Cardinals had a firm top 40 grade on once upon a time, just like Hollywood Brown. They can bring him in. His transition to this offense, I think, will be very similar to Hollywood Brown. What did Hollywood Brown say right when he came to the desert? It's seamless. It's like Oklahoma. That's what Cody Ford needs. Buffalo, they do a lot of good stuff there. Brian Dable, once upon a time, very different than what Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals do, right? Significantly different. 
they're the Cliff Kingsbury. Say what you want about them. I firmly believe this for offensive linemen and running backs and quarterbacks. This is a very friendly offense. Running backs come here and immediately produce. Offensive linemen have never played better in really the history of this franchise for a consistent three or four year period than they have under Cliff Kingsbury. You can bring this 24-year-old kid here and say, here you go. You can play guard for us. You can be a swing tackle. You're going to work with Sean Kugler. You're going to be next to Rodney Hudson and Kelvin Beecham every day. You're going to compete with Will Hernandez, who was on par with you draft-wise, draft grade-wise. Perfect situation. As Bo Brock put it, we're going to find out, D.A., at the end of the day, if this is somebody that has a long-term NFL career. Because we've seen guys, Lakin Tomlinson, Jonathan Cooper for the Cardinals, they can go on and have second acts somewhere else. They can go to their original franchise, it not work out as a first or second round pick, and then, oh yeah, my development takes a little longer. We're seeing it with Josh Jones now, by the way, who looks fantastic, that everybody wanted to write off because he wasn't a starter within his first two years. It's hard to play offensive line in the NFL. Yeah, and just real quick on Josh Jones, obviously the feet, the hands, that clip that you posted, Johnny, I mean, he just looked great. He looked like a professional tackle you know starting professional tackle in the national football league regarding the offensive line uh situation to me it's about this team in in system right as you mentioned having hollywood transitioning to the cardinals talking about cliff and and having k1 similarly similarly what they did at oklahoma when you when you have those pieces like the nfl every system's different every coach every philosophy every nomenclature verbiage that they use it's all different so when you got a system that you can relate to and you could just go in there and just play the game and you're not thinking about second level, third level guys, and you just have your keys like, hey, this is how I was learned. This is how I was taught, right? Because you got 32 different coaches. There's probably some foundational similarity, but they're all teaching something different, right? There's three, 32 different people in terms of offensive coordinators. So in terms of that familiarity, yeah, it's easier, I would say, for a receiver or, or a quarterback like Kyler and Cliff, right, their relationship, but for an offensive lineman doing the zone blocking, the power blocking, it's not going to be too much of a pickup in terms of a learning curve for Cody Brown. I think he'll, you know, transition well, and as you mentioned, compete with Will Hernandez. Yep, and, you know, is CeeDee Lamb next? Is Lincoln Riley next, according to Oscar <laughs> in the chat? Uh, we've had that opportunity with CeeDee Lamb, Creed Humphreys, uh, maybe what about Trey Sermon? What about Trey Sermon? Yeah. I heard Trey Sermon. We'll take me. all the ex Oklahoma bus, and I'm not calling Hollywood <laughs> bus, but uh, you guys uh, get where I'm saying here. So let's let's trans translate here. Let, let's evolve this conversation from one position group to another. Cornerback was on display last night, State Farm Stadium. Not great. Antonio Hamilton, CB2, graded out the highest for any defensive back via Pro Football Focus at 78.4. But the rest of that position group leaves a lot to be desired. And if you wake up this morning and you see Will Hernandez is being, or excuse me, Cody Ford is being acquired for a fifth round pick, what does that do, Bo Brock, for the likelihood that the Arizona Cardinals are going to take an additional pick? And John Gambadaro, Arizona Sports, said they will trade for a corner. Well, it hasn't happened yet. And suddenly they're down a fifth round pick. Yeah, they're down, but but they had a little extra fifth round pick, right? Aren't they projected to get another one? They're yep. projected to get in a third round pick, and maybe and a six. We'll see what happens with Chase Edmonds. Yeah, absolutely. In Miami, he left via free agency, which could be a comp pick for the Arizona Cardinals. So they have a ton of draft capital, and when you're in this stage, you know we've seen so many teams that when they can really harness that draft capital and turn it into proven commodities. I mean, just look at the Rams last year. You know, you can you can build a team. You can continue to build throughout the season. And 
that's going to be important for some time because I thought they did a good job up to the trade deadline. And then after that, they just didn't have enough and they, they didn't have enough left really to, to add anything else. So Steve Kime is armed with cap space and he's armed with, with a, enough draft capital, even after this trade, to go out there and continue to fill holes. We'll see what happens. I mean, you're going to see a lot of names, guys that people still view because, I mean, Cody Ford being, you know, the most recent example of this, Damien, is like, the Cardinals scouting team have different views on players than, than other, the other 31 teams. And it varies, of course, like who they think can play at this league, given the right situation and circumstances. So we'll see. I mean, if somebody gets released, you know, there's going to be 31 team, 32 teams releasing five more guys. If somebody drops that they think, Hey, this guy could play for us. Maybe they don't have to utilize a draft pick. I mean, one thing that Steve Kime has always done is turn his roster, and he's always looking for guys that will come in and compete. He's always made those late-season acquisitions. And and I wouldn't say that it's about not making guys feel uh, comfortable. It's about getting the best product on the football field. I think that he has an obligation as, you know, a GM and wanting to solidify the Arizona Cardinals as a, as a top organization in the league on and off the football field. With that being said, that that requires wins. That requires sustainability. And for me, the standpoint of this team, just and I just want to take it back to the game yesterday. Because if you look at it, it's just like I think the initial gut reaction, like, hey, we need DBs, we need DBs. But if you look at the game, you look at the game within the game, there were two interceptions, you know what I mean, that set up, you know, relatively quick scores. There were, yeah. you know, multiple broken plays where guys were running, you know, wide down, you know, open down the field, as we talked about. A lot last of missed night. tackles, though, D.A., a lot of missed tackles yeah, on that defense. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't say that those guys were starters. Like, it's not – Simmons isn't out there, you know, uh, as well as Buda Baker. Uh, you know, we, the, the starters weren't out there as a whole. Jalen Thompson weren't out there in terms of depth, maybe. I agree with you, Johnny. Yes, but to me, I didn't walk away from that game saying, like, oh, my God, we need – we, we need defensive backs right now. I think in terms of long-term, what you need to do for this team, for sure, yes. But I did walk away with, you know, Gardeck and Kennard can play. That's what I looked at. I saw that. I saw Cam Thomas dropping in in space, and I know that that's, you know, something that's uncomfortable for him at the days at UNLV where he's just putting his ears back and rushing the quarterback. To see him and, and, and Maja Sanders do that, to me, like, that was that was refreshing. You know, uh, uh his name, Johnny, the linebacker that played well last two games. Uh, oh, Zayvon uh, Collins. No, no, no. Sorry, defensive end. Defensive end. Oh, um, gotcha. Um, he, uh, Victor, he, Victor like, Dumakeji. Victor Dumakeji. Yeah. Dumakeji, like him. Like yeah. I mean, he's explosive every time he's on the football field. So whatever that three-man rotation it is between or four men now are obviously Golden, Kennard, and and Gardeck. And Dumakeji, like to me, I feel solid with that. I mean, you could always add, right? You want guys to prove themselves. But there were some things that I walked away from, things that I also knew that it's a preseason game. Dudes aren't playing their best, so it's a high likelihood that they're going to be released sometime in the near future. But you got to go out there and play at a high level. Uh, I, I think that we're in a situation now where the Cardinals maybe are content going for 53-man cuts to add cornerback help, add cornerback depth. Uh, it, it feels like if there was going to be a trade made, I could be put my foot in my mouth. It would have happened already. Teams are, you know, I was asked this earlier today, uh, who's playing in the Saturday night. I'm going to tell you right now, 99.9% .9 of this roster, meaning in the guts of this roster is not playing Saturday night. So the, the, the roster is decided by and large, uh, uh, other than a couple spots here and there, the yeah, game plan is out there. Yeah. Be the game, out there playing, yeah. fighting. 
the game plan is is well underway for September 11th against the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you're thinking about, well, we got to get these roster decisions taken care of, like most of that's already done. And so what I would say now is like, if you're going to implement a game plan, you got to get defensive backs in here that are going to be a part of that. And the longer they wait, the more it tells me they're comfortable rolling, God forbid, well, Brock, with Byron Murphy and Antonio Hamilton and Marco Wilson and Josh Jackson as being their core four. As much as Cardinal fans, myself included, feel like there's a sense of urgency to this point, they have not felt that. They don't feel the need to go out. Robert Alford, we, you were stalking his Instagram today. He's in New York doing something, <laughs> not in Arizona, not helping right. the Cardinals get better. I think, God, it was it was a significant curveball. If you would have asked me point blank, Cardinals make a trade today, I would have said any position defensively before I would have said anything on the offensive side. It's wild to see, like, the last two moves. Anytime you see a roster uh, opening, you think, okay, they're going to add to this defense, and they continue to add offensive guys. They added a, a tight end last week after they, they released the pass rusher, Lumineer, and then this week, you know, they make the move for – a tackle and we'll see they needed some tackle depth i mean last night josh jones had to play the entire damn game because they didn't have anybody available to play the tackle position so uh you know we'll see we'll see what happens and in, in what you know ford's role is going to be a guy who's played guard who's played tackle but yeah defense is is something that they certainly need to address and they absolutely will whether it's trade or whether it's just picking up you know off the free agent trash heap at this point you know i think they're going to do it but i think that they have the ability to they're going to have to trust their, their scouts, but you know, Byron Murphy, when he was forced to play outside, I think it's something that obviously he thrives on the inside, but he can play outside. You can play him out there. Tony Hamilton, you still, I, th- I think this organization is just, they, they want Marco Wilson to show more to them uh, and hopefully he'll do so. But I still think that this room is going to have somebody that's seen it all DA. Somebody has that whole bag of tricks, knows how to play f- some angles and, and can kind of, uh, you know, might not have the, the full step that they used to have, but that can be kind of a mentor in this locker room because right now it, it just doesn't exist. I mean, Antonio Hamilton's, you know, five years in, he's on his fourth team. You know, that's not the kind of guy that, I mean, you love him as a teammate, but you, you want somebody to kind of be able to, in an old head to kind of tell these guys how it is. He's going to fix his internet for a hot minute. Yeah. Not everybody can have this supremely gifted Maricopa Wi-Fi, but here we are, Bo Brock. <laughs> and uh, now's a good time to get a couple ad reads in. Then we're going to talk about sure. Andy Isabella and could potentially mm-hmm. Andy Isabella be on the move, Bo, based on you know some tweets that we saw pre-show. But right now, I want to tell everybody about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Listen, I lost money last night. The overhit, the Cardinals minus or plus five and a half did not. Happens to the best of us. But the good news is if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, Use that promo code PHNX and you bet $5 on any college football game this weekend. College football's back, fam. Saturday, I can't wait. You get a $200 free bet instantly. You got to use promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Bo and I were talking pre-show. And Bo Brock, you mentioned all the fantastic furniture that we have in route right now set up at the new PHNX studio that I can't wait to show off to you and the fan base. And we're excited for all of you to check out how our friends at More Furniture hooked up the entire Mm. office, new studio, new furniture, the whole nine yards. If you're interested in checking out More's Labor Day sale, all you got to do is go to mormorefurniture.com, Bo. Can't wait for it. Cannot wait to show off the new 
Diggs there in uh, in downtown Phoenix, the Arizona Center. That's kind of where we're going to be. It's our new stomping ground, and we're going to have some brand new furniture, as you mentioned. It sounds like 20, the 29th we're going to be hanging out there in the brand new studio. And then a couple days later, we've got our last Friday, Wednesday of the month. That means we're going to be out at Four Peaks a week from Ooh. this Wednesday. We're going to be hanging out. The entire PHNX crew will be live from Four Peaks Brewing Company all day, August 31st. Come join us. Coyotes, Bets, Suns, Devils, Cardinals, and D-backs. We're all going to be broadcasting live. Hopefully, you know, by that point, the Arizona Cardinals preseason will be in the rearview mirror. And we're talking about a brand new cornerback that's joined this roster. By that point, my God, because then they're just, uh, what, a week and a half away from kicking off the regular season. Four Peaks will also be unveiling our latest Toast of the Month sweepstakes winner which the winner will actually receive themselves a $50 Four Peaks gift card, PHNX nice. shirt of their choice, and a PHNX annual membership. My God, that is a great value right there. Make sure you go to gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes here on our YouTube channel, or, of course, if you're listening on podcasts, you can find it down there in the show notes as well. If you're drinking Four Peaks beer, as you should be, I'm firing up a brand-new grill tonight. Right next to me is going to be a trusty companion, a nice Frosty cold beverage from Four Peaks. Can't wait for it. I'm over 21, obviously. You must be over 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. All right. I saw it before the show, Johnny. It was Andy Isabella, this little nugget. I don't. The source, it's very. Let's leave out the source for now. Let's Let's just take this with a grain of salt. Let's just take this with a grain of salt. Uh, I saw this. uh, Am I football? Two who's got over 10,000 followers and, and just kinda, impossible or yes. Am I? Yes. No Tom Cruise in this one. Uh, 10 and a half, 10,500 followers says that he's an NFL independent reporter covering all breaking news transactions and more reports hmm. from a source that Andy Isabella is getting some, I guess some run from the Cowboys, Ravens and bears. Is that Steve Kimes burner account? Is that Steve Kimes independent <laughs> reco- reporter account trying to uh, up uh, Mr. Andy Isabella's draft stock or tra- trade stock? We talked about it last night, gentlemen. I am in the camp of I think I don't think he makes the roster. Uh, DA, I know you mentioned that it is good depth with the uncertainty surrounding Antoine Wesley, Hollywood Brown, Bo Brock. You've been on the record as you would keep him. I don't know. Something tells me this just feels different. When Cody Ford's getting dealt for a fifth-round pick, and I would argue he and Andy have very parallel careers, receivers never been more. Not as of late, though, Johnny. Not as of late. Not as of very. I agree in terms of up to this point, but in terms of being hot right now, Andy Isabella is hot. Well, that's right what now. I mean. I I feel like Andy's got some cachet. He's got a little bit of value. I mean, he's got some value. Nikhil Airy gets dealt for a ham sandwich, conditional seventh, and he immediately gets injured. We love Nikhil on this podcast. He's non-factor for Chicago Bears. Andy Isabella could help a team right now. Not the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. We've seen enough of that. Please, no more. No more body yeah. catching. I love you, Andy. I don't need you here. He's not, he used his hands last him. night. He used his hands last night. And then night. he jumped off sides and killed the drive, <laughs> and he's in his fourth year, and he's just not – he's just – I hate to say this. This is going to sound like the ultimate knock. He is not a winning NFL football player. He's an NFL football player, but man, he just, oh, you want to, you run and wrap your arms around him. And it's like, shit, Andy, no. So <laughs> send him to a different team. Send him to New England. Swallow your pride, Steve Kime. Take a deep breath. I, I'm not going to freak out if he goes and produces Guys, elsewhere. 
Guys, look at look at the familiarity that they have with the Ravens. Obviously, losing Hollywood. Do you think that that could be a Hollywood type replacement in terms of body style? Obviously, speed. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like that may be a, a definite possibility because they don't have. You know, obviously they have the tight ends, which are a problem. But besides that, I mean, they name a receiver on their roster. Duvernay, I think Bateman, uh, Bateman, Rashad, Bateman, yeah, Rashad Bateman, and Duvernay, uh, Kyler, Kyler's cousin from Texas. Yeah. Oh, so he'll That's be on it. the this, team. So he'll he's be the on same the player. Yeah, he's yeah. fast. You know, it's right. the yeah. same thing. It, it's just like uh, I, I like what, what I've seen from Andy the last two games, right? I, I mean, think he's, he's made the team. I think he's made. Yeah, it's it's interesting, DA, because like I I would have I would have said I would have agreed with you. I heard uh, Cliff Kingsbury's comments, and and he's happy for him, and he's glad it's all kind of clicking, and he's put in the hard work, and you know, like Johnny said, you, you Cliff is a dirty dog, and sometimes you know he he'll kill you with hyperbole and and kind of hide the truth a little bit, uh, and then you you know a bunch of reporters talked to Andy Isabella when I was on with you guys from the field, and you know it, it just seemed like Andy Isabella was talking like the writing was on the wall, like. His, days are done you know are, are they just showcasing them i mean th- there's three guys and and they've all flashed during the preseason they, they show up in training camp at practices and in the games and you know if, if they feel like some team is naive enough to believe like hey we can do it with this guy and it's the chicago bears or the baltimore ravens thinking that he can be a poor man's hollywood brown it's like okay we can't we can't sign off on this deal quick enough like just now do you just hold out to see if you can get any like even yes. more value? Do you get yes. greedy? Yes, you absolutely do. You see <laughs> who wants to come out. You try to withstand these injuries that are taking place every day at training camp and practice. I would much rather see the Cardinals care. Could Greg Dorch is more valuable to this team. That's unquestionable than Andy Isabella. He's a much better returner. I feel more comfortable with him in the passing game. And you might say, well, Johnny, they need six receivers to start the year. I call bullshit on that. I would rather keep an extra running back, an extra tight end, and and lean on the running game a little bit more while while Hollywood's out. Right? If Antoine Wesley's out in the first you know couple of weeks of the season, roll with Greg Dorch. I'm fine with that. I I just cannot. Nobody in this chat can look me in the eye and say they feel comfortable with Andy Isabel playing meaningful snaps on a Sunday for this team when the well, games God. count. But Johnny, but, but, but being the fifth or sixth receiver, he doesn't have to. Like but he's, he's got to play special teams. Okay, that's, then, that's meaningful, and, okay, he, and, he's, he, and he's, he's not, not good at that the, either. But if he's not the returner, he can cover a kick. He could be a mm. gunner. Mm. I mean, there's only certain people that could do that. I mean, if you're not that elite top three guys, you're not going to be playing anyway. I mean, like let, let's let's be real. You're not going to get meaningful. Well, let's count. Let's either. count the receipt. Let's count the, the depth chart. For let's week go through one. it. Wesley's so probably going to be on IR for the first six games. Like he hasn't. We haven't seen him. Oh, it's that's Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown's your one. Uh, AJ Green's your two, Rondell Moore is your three, and then <laughs> right, and then Greg Dorch is going to be in there hanging out, right? Okay, right. And then... they just released Marcel Aitman, so you know the the big kind of uh, tall physical receiver. He's not going to make it in place of Antoine Wesley. Come on, hold on. We got where are we at, Johnny? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I think I. I mean, I have I have Isabella ahead of of Bolden. Slightly. I mean, I, I, I mean, I Bolton could have could have opened some eyes if he'd secured if he that TD. That just to change yeah. change play, play Silly Trey, as it sounds, I, think, I agree with that. Play Trey McBride at X. Play Trey McBride <laughs> at what receiver? You have Trey McBride and Zach Ertz on the field at the same time. I can't do it, guys. I can't go through this again. I don't want to. I I want Andy to succeed. I just it's not going to be here. It's just the time. His time is up. The time the time has come for him to play for another team. And I think you know. 
if they're if that's out there, either teams are genuinely having interest or the Cardinals are floating that out because they're going to cut him. But I, I just love the fact of how he's going out in a, in a ball of glory, right? Like he's playing his ass off. All right. He's playing, I mean, from what we've seen, Johnny, like let's be real here. This is vintage UMass. No, it's not. This is the bar has never been lower. Here's what I'm talking about: meaningless stats in a preseason game. I mean, but this is what he has to do. Taking over DK Metcalf and Terry McClellan. We're watching people make mistakes. People make mistakes against the future, you know, insurance salesman of the world. He's he's playing against these guys, and we're like, oh man, he's really his. He was a what second round, second. So think about the energy you had, the negative energy you have towards Andy Isabella, Kobe Ford. Has he played yet for Buffalo? And he was taking over who? He's played. He's, he's, played. Played. he's played. He's played, but his pro football focus grade weeks. It's bad. It's not like it's nothing that you should be proud of. It was under 50. And it, it, it's definitely <laughs> was, gonna have to be. What was that? Hold on, hold on now, Bo. What was that? He likes his cheeks. It, <laughs> it, was, it was what, Bo? It was booty. It was not good. It was uh it was ugly as far as his performance or how they evaluate it. No, I mean it's it's he's he's a transition. But here's what I'll say: I, I I agree with you, Dia. I think he's been balling out the entire camp. I mean, we're seeing it mostly in in the preseason games. He's been huge on third downs. The two flags he's drawn has been has been solid. Like think about it: he's got 107 yards receiving, and then he also with on nine receptions, and then he's probably got about 70, 80 yards just worth in PI yards that he that he's drawn up. I mean. That's per, that's production, and that's that's doing it more in, in big plays on third downs to move the chains outside of the one that Johnny wants to point out because he's a hater about how he stalled out the uh, one of the that, most that, horrific that drive. false starts. I've and and Jalen Blair life. just shout out to Jalen Blair just dropped in the chat that that uh, his his Andy's PFF grade for special teams last year was a seventy nine. That's hella solid. I mean, if we if you're looking if you're comparing Johnny, like I know that you don't, you're not the biggest fan, but to me. I appreciate what he's doing. Even if he's on his way out, he's fighting. And I appreciate I, I do not dislike the person. He works incredibly hard every game. You I guys are the same year. height. I would think that you would show him more love. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Would think, I don't. I don't. But you would show him I, more love. He, he's accomplished way more in his in his brief life than I than I have a 34-year-old white man here in Maricopa, Arizona. But I, I digress. I want the best for Andy. I just I'm ready. Can I just say like you could you could divorce your spouse or your partner. And want the best for him, but you just want to you want a fresh start, right? You want to just take a deep breath here, and you can do that um, with your COVID vaccine. If everybody goes out and get their COVID vaccine, feeling good, right? We got a ton of cool shit coming up this fall, but we want everybody to be happy and healthy. And COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everybody five and older. Those twelve and older are also eligible for the booster. JJ Watt out with COVID, supposedly will be back soon, not this week, but next week potentially. Missing the Tennessee joint practices, that's okay. Get Get healthy and happy, big man. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Let's give away some more free stuff. Let's do oh, it. geez. It sounds like uh, somebody in Minnesota saying, oh, geez. Oh, geez, Brands, our favorite partner, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen. They got free stuff for you. Absolutely. Entering the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. You can win yourself not one, not two, but three bags of oh, geez, gummies including the incredible orange creamsicle any of their tropical flavors you want to get in on this incredible sweepstakes you can also win an og's hat you can win a phnx shirt of your choice phnx annual membership sign up right now go to gophnx.com gophnx.com or just click this link in the show notes we make it easy for you check out og's online og'sbrands.com on instagram 
Ochis Brands. You can find their products, your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. All right, let's wrap some, some things up. More takeaways from last night because I was watching some more plays with Trey McBride. I know we're all disappointed. Isaiah likely balled out. Tight end nine off the board. Our tight end one off the board. Two targets. I thought Trace McSorley probably could have hit McBride on his second target over the top. Yeah. Didn't, didn't happen, but I loved what I saw from McBride and more, maybe more of the questionable area of his game and blocking, Damian. Yeah, that's exactly. And the crazy thing about it, when we saw VP of Football Operations, Quentin Harris, talk about that, that's one thing that he highlighted, like his yeah. blocking ability. And I wonder with, you know, having the tight end, the, tr- the trade that they made and him, his limitations in blocking, not that, you know, Zach doesn't do a bad job, but just maybe, Johnny, to your point, that frees – him up in terms of the receiver combinations. You you have McBride on the interior blocking run plays because he's not afraid to hit, you know, growing up with the multitude of brothers that he has just playing, being the number one tight end selected. We didn't see the athleticism in terms of catching the football, running routes like we did with likely from Baltimore. However, you saw the toughness, the grit, the want to playing special teams, knocking dudes out, just being gritty. And I think that that's everything that you want in terms of the plays that we had to evaluate. I mean, it, the, the the opportunity is only up for the kid uh, from Colorado State. Yeah, and I think he was by far – I'm not knocking anybody else. I'm, I've done – I've moved on from Andy Isabel. I know he's in the game at the same time. And uh, Trey McBride is the most talented player the Cardinals <clears throat> had on offense last night. So what did the Ravens do? They mauled him at the line of scrimmage. In the red zone, they had a linebacker and a safety on him, right? So I am envisioning – fast forward to the regular season, the Cardinals and their gluttony of weaponry – then you sneak out Trey McBride and he's available. He's open, right? Because he's going to be on a secondary linebacker or a third safety and he will expose them. So I think he's already got kind of the reputation. This is a plus receiving player. This is somebody we have to watch out for. But when the games count for real, he will get lost in the shuffle in the best possible way with all the weapons the Cardinals have. They are not going to be overly dependent on him. That's why I don't think his volume in terms of his targets is going to be huge but I think his efficiency is going to be incredibly high. He is somebody who's so natural catching the football. It is going to be a seamless transition. It already is, Bo, based on your reporting, what he's going to be able to do in the red zone for this team that lacks depth and size, especially with John Jerry Hopkins, one of their taller wide receivers. He's out, right? Maybe Antoine Wesley's out. That really only leaves A.J. Green, Trey McBride, and Zach Ertz as guys over six foot, and you want to leverage those guys in the red zone. So, I think at the end of the year, we're going to be looking at Trey McBride again as a player on the rise, a player that could have potentially like five to seven touchdowns. He's forced his way, and this is what people have to remember. He's forced his way with the first and second team offense in the reg, or excuse me, in training camp. He's been working with Kyler and Colt McCoy. He has not been working with Trace McSorley. And DA, you brought up a good point last night. Who has Trace McSorley been working with? Greg Dorch and Andy Isabella. So that's who he targets in the games, right? So I'm not concerned about it at all. I'm happy he got out there. I'm glad, you know, knock on wood, his bad back is behind him, Bo Brock. This is somebody that, I again, couldn't be more high on. I'm happy for Isaiah Likely. I'm still taking Trey McBride. And what does John Harbaugh want to do? I mean, of course, he's going to feed the hot hand in yeah. a preseason game. It's like the Cardinals are all about evaluation, and you saw what it, on full display what the Ravens are all about. Well, likely we'll get some yak, though, Bo. Like, like, yeah, likely he, get, yeah. I mean, Johnny, you mentioned it earlier, Bridges breaking tackles. That's what that was happening. I mean, but unfortunately enough for the Cardinals fans and, 
and players like some of those guys won't be on the roster. And then when it's September 11th, it's going to be, I think Zavin or Buddha is making that tackle. Yeah. Well, and can, can I add some context kind of on the heels of what DA said is, yeah, I tweeted, I tweeted out the, the, the quote from Cliff Kingsbury saying that, uh, you know, he thought that Zavin showed up, you know, what, what was it? At, time, some at place? times. At, at, time, time. at times. At that time. was the quote. And and people took that as a as Cliff kind of knocking. I think he was I actually took that. Exactly. a little dig. It was a, yeah. honestly, I thought that was indicative of everyone's performance last night. Yeah, right? and exact that's exactly yeah. right. That was more of him being frustrated with the lack of tackling. They need more tackling fuel in on the defense at that time in the game. And it wasn't a full indictment on, on Zayvon Collins. He was actually being very complimentary for the most part on in the half of that quote. It wasn't like, you know, he showed up some of the time. No, it was like he showed up. And he's like, in some of the time, you know, obviously we had issues just tackling the entire defense did. So he didn't single Zavin out. So I think I did a bad job as far as just kind of relaying that. I, I think that Zavin had a pretty good uh, game last night. You know, I like what I, I was encouraged, especially on that first drive, Johnny, where he, uh, you know, the TFL, obviously on the on the pass. Uh, and then he, he flushed uh, Huntley out of the pocket only for that ball to be kind of completed downfield. But. It was it was a good job by Zavin on that. I was I liked what I saw from him. Let Zavin eat with the starters on defense. Let him play seventeen games. Then we will assess at the end of the year what kind of player he. Oh, we gonna talk right about now. it, John. We gonna talk, we gonna. <laughs> well, I just I just everybody take a deep breath. Okay, I'm the first to overreact, but I want Zavin to do well, and I think he will. If we fast forward, it, it's great to have football back. It's also you guys watch Game of Thrones. It's great to have Game of Thrones back. Last night on HBO, very famous saying in Game of Thrones, Lannisters always pay their debt. And here's where I'm going with this. I got a mm-hmm. DM today, friends and family, from uh, somebody called Upper Decker. And if we've got this on here, this is from Upper Decker's Bo. Give this a look. He said, hey, Johnny, thought you'd have fun with this. Bo is in my fantasy football my league. God. still haven't paid his dues from last season. Uh-oh. Thought you could turn that into a bit enjoy well we absolutely will upper deckers if some people could give out some super chats so Bo Brock can pay his oh my God. Football uh just Man. just messing with Bo I'm Brock. Glad, we, love bro. we love you brother i love that you're in a fantasy league with somebody on twitter his avatar this is unreal upper deckers. <laughs> this is my this is my mortal enemy in the league and he somehow infiltrated my damn podcast that i i now johnny has just slipped down my list of Friends and co-workers, DA. Oh, I, I, I can't believe you put me on blast like this. You come at the king for my beer I thought we were family, regularity. Bo. No, we are yeah. we are frenemies now. But I thought uh, we were like... family, and, I, and I, t- I told him, and just so you know, Bo, Emma, not to do it. Just oh well. bullshit! Uh. You were all in. You were a hundred percent in. You should be in with PHNX Cardinals. By the way, subscribe. My Venmo's broken, John. It's I don't know. It's glitching. I don't know what the hell is going send, on. Send the check. Send the money order. <laughs> up internet. So it's the internet. It's like a something going around here, guys. Internet. Check out gophnx.com. The merchandise locker. We have the best shirt available coming your way in just a matter of weeks before the start of the season. It's perfect. We love it. We love all of you. Right now, everybody in the chat, go and like this video so we could share it around the algorithm, the Twitterverse, the YouTubeverse. Be sure to subscribe to PHNX Cardinals Podcast. This is the best Cardinals podcast. If you agree, hell yeah, subscribe to it. That's Bo Brock. That's Damian Anderson. I'm Johnny Venerable. We're off tomorrow. Unless there's breaking news, then we're back. And we're officially back on Wednesday. Bye, everybody.